This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Tonight, Shannon Doherty, Sarah Michelle Gellar. For the first time, other people see the Shannon that I've known all these years. Shannon battling stage four cancer. The intimate conversation between the longtime friends you'll see only on E.T. But I'm very much can acknowledge is is the fear. Then, I had to learn to walk again. Our Michael J. Fox exclusive, his latest health crisis, and why it nearly pushed him to a breaking point. I'm, I'm lying here in the floor in the kitchen waiting for the ambulance to come. Plus, Matthew McConaughey. Oh my gosh, it's a mini Matthew right there. He's becoming a good buddy of mine. Surprising reveals from the dad of three. E.T. starts right now. Shannon Doherty's fight with stage four cancer has made her bond with Sarah Michelle Gellar stronger than ever. And only E.T. witnessed it firsthand, getting these two best friends to sit down for a lively conversation that will lift your spirits. So first of all, I have to apologize that Entertainment Tonight sent this correspondent tonight. Um, She's a little unprofessional. I'm super disappointed. I mean, this is gonna be rough. Yeah, let's see. Let's see how this goes. What's the most important thing that you want people to know about you? Oh, um, I'm gonna throw you a curveball right at me. I mean, yeah, you definitely just just threw one right at me. Um, I don't know. I think that like that I'm good. 
I love it when people say, you know, we're praying for you and everything else, but I'm doing better than okay. I'm doing well. Like, I feel strong and healthy and confident and happy. And is that why you chose to share your diagnosis? I mean, the original reason why I chose to share the diagnosis was it was going to come up anyway, and it is my story. So I wanted to come out with it, but since then, the more that I share, I also want people to not hear stage four cancer and think of the person that going into hospice and they can't work and you get written off so quickly. I'm able to work a 16, 18 hour day. I'm not. Just I don't in case anyone's it. watching, I am not <laughs> able to do that. It was February when Shannon went public with the devastating news her breast cancer had returned. This time it was stage four and it spread to her spine. How have you found the support from the people around you? You know, obviously you know how supportive that you've been. My mom has been a huge support, my husband. Um, and let's not forget about Bowie, who's been like the best dog ever. People come up to me all the time and they ask me about you. And all I can think about is that effect that you have. You know, I went through Brenda falling in love. I'm sorry, I just can't control myself. No, oh, don't fight it. I actually literally did because I knew you and I was your friend. And so I see the impact that that has on people. And so I'm so proud how public you've been about it. We were talking about this earlier, right? Is that everybody's terminal. I might live a lot longer than somebody who's perfectly healthy. You have no idea. I, mean, I think a lot of people ask me too, like how has the pandemic affected you and the way, I mean, I know the answer is it hasn't. Right, as you know, I've been training for yes. this my entire life. Uh, I'm, I'm essentially a shut-in to begin with. Plus this whole not having to do my makeup, except for like some mascaras as a woman is amazing. I mean, it's genius. I'm like, <laughs> what do you think about me? I am a terrible correspondent. People, don't worry, I am not quitting my day job. This is so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, am I allowed to ask her? I mean, come on. This I is can, so one-sided. It's okay. No, it's fine. I have a couple I can, questions. You can ask. I, I can answer it. Oh, goodness. goodness. <laughs> oh, no. The tables. Oh, no. The tables are turned. What is your favorite thing <laughs> about, about me and your friendship with me? To have a friend like you that has my back no matter what? I mean, first of all, I always have an alibi, so that's the first thing. Um, but to have someone that believes in me the way you do when I don't believe in myself. The one thing that I will say about this journey is that I love that for the first time other people see the Shannon that I've known all these years. And you've always been so tough and you put this exterior out and the vulnerable side of Shannon is something that I've known my whole life. But I like that, that other people get to see this. Thank you. Just me. Yeah, my favorite thing about my friendship with Sarah is definitely your children. Yeah. Um, they're I've now, done something right. They are now like my children. Um, I love them madly. It's even better than having my own children because I take them home at the end of the weekend. You take them home at the end of the weekend. <laughs> so, did your kids like Buffy or 90210 better? We're gonna win. So oh, my you. kids are too young for 90210, although Charlotte has like been begging for 90210. Class would just be empty without you, Brenda. Oh. What about Charm? So we're, so they're just finishing Buffy and they're getting ready to start the first three years of Charmed. And only the first three years. Then we're there's gonna just turn it years. off. Well, there's three years in a reboot. We're good. Their bond is so special. And by the way, Shannon is also an ambassador for Stand Up to Cancer. You can visit their website for more information on how to help. Meanwhile, Michael J. Fox continues to raise awareness for Parkinson's research through his foundation. Michael, who's lived with this disease for 30 years, is sharing his struggles behind closed doors in this ET exclusive. 
I've had Parkinson's for 30 years, so I was kind of used to that. And then I had a, got a tumor on my spine, and I had to have that operated on. It was pretty severe. It was, if it didn't get fixed, it was going to lead to paralysis. But I had to learn to walk again. I had to learn to literally to put one foot in front of the other. Michael opens up for the first time about the high-risk surgery he had in 2018 and the devastating aftermath. I was, thought I was healed. I thought I got walking down and I was, I was all ready to go. And strutting down the hallway in my, my apartment and I was alone and I fell in the kitchen and I shattered my arm and I found myself really questioning this kind of lifelong dedication to optimism. I'm, I'm lying here on the floor in the kitchen waiting for the ambulance to come with my arm and I'm, uh, and I'm, I'm not happy. The beloved Family Ties star recounts his darkest hours in his new book, No Time Like the Future. From his struggles with alcoholism to his Parkinson's diagnosis in 1991, he says writing his fourth book was cathartic. Struggling with acting in the last couple of jobs I had, it just wasn't satisfying to me. And so I started to write. Michael turns 60 next year, but this year he's celebrating the 20th anniversary of the Michael J. Fox Foundation, having raised over a billion dollars for Parkinson's research. Ever humble, Michael doesn't take any of the credit. I don't get the job done. I don't think they didn't credit me. Doorman. But Michael's closest friends know the truth. Just ask his Back to the Future co-star, Leah Thompson. That's a, a big bruise you have there. <laughs> Michael, it's your mom, Lorraine. And I want to tell you how proud I am of everything that you have done with grace, with dignity, with humor. She's, she's amazing. We all feel the same way about each other. And I love Chris, and Chris is in his 80s now. He's the same bouncy guy he always was. Through it all, the dad of four's biggest cheerleader has always been his wife of 32 years, Tracy. She didn't cut me any slack. She's honest, and she's affectionate, and she's, 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 uh, kind and she's smart and she's a great mother and she's a great cook and she's a great bodyboard surf junkie beach babe but she's just cool she's my best friend all right let's talk matthew mcconaughey you know he has to be happy and grateful after his memoir green lights reached number one on the new york times bestseller list now rachel smith joins us from nashville because it's the kind of book you just couldn't put down I couldn't, Kev. Matthew dives deep into the past 50 years of his life, something he couldn't imagine writing without the love and support of his wife of eight years, Camilla Alves. You've got three kids. Sometimes you look at each other at 10 o'clock at night and go, hi, how yeah. are you? Uh, first time we kind of checked in today. We put that in their, in their, in their schedules too. No, this is mom and papa time. You just follow your schedule. See you yeah. later. Before Camilla, Matthew shared the screen with J-Lo, Kate Hudson, and Sandra Bullock. He even admits to crushes on co-stars, but has a rule against dating them. I just think it's so interesting that you never dated a co-star because, look, we see it all the time in Hollywood. Care to indulge us with uh, who some of those crushes were, maybe? <laughs> no, that's a great I question, but no, none of your business. <laughs> but we actually recently chatted with Kate Hudson. I have yet to have the kiss with Matthew that's just like, kind of simple. They're always a windstorm or a rainstorm or go underwater or why in the middle of kiss fall off the stairs. It was always some kind of prank to it. Matthew, fans went crazy when Camilla posted a photo of Levi. The two of them were cooking in the kitchen. Yeah. Fans were saying, oh my gosh, it's a mini Matthew right there. He's becoming a good buddy of mine now as he's getting reaching 12. I want to take a little trip down memory lane, show you a clip. I do believe it's from 1993. It's an American dream, isn't it? 
Yes, Angels in the outfield. $48,500 for me to go to Oakland and play baseball for 10 weeks. I was like, I'd do this for free. And I've tried to, you know, continually, that's part of my decision-making paradigm. I've never done a film that I actually wouldn't have done for free. I like that philosophy, Matthew. And can you believe it? Just 20 years later, he would win an Academy Award for Dallas Buyers Club. Amazing. Now to fellow Oscar winner Emma Stone, who's back with her club of crudes. I feel pretty good about starting my own pack. Is the Just Married star ready to start a family? Thanks to her new kid film, we sit in Matt Cohen's cute five-year-old son to get some scoop. Then, do you think this is gonna make it on? It's gonna get cut, right? Inside the fashionable digs of designer Christian Siriano, how he's expanding his empire with the help of his model bestie, Coco Rocha. In the chair pose. Ready? Mm-hmm. Hit. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody, it's Kevin Frazier. The ET podcast is a great listen when you're on the go. But the TV show, even better to watch every weekday when you're at home. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. You want to play? <laughs> so sweet. Designer Christian Siriano has so much to be thankful for these days, including his new rescue puppy, Poppy. And we know Christian has plenty of room. Only E.T. was invited to his Connecticut digs to hang poolside with him and model-turned-special correspondent Coco Rocha. So I know that you have been dressing some fabulous people. I don't want to focus on a team that isn't grateful. We don't need that. I mean, unless it's Rihanna and she wants to yell at me while I make the dress, I'm okay with that. (laughs) Wait, did that happen? (laughs) No, I just, if it happens, I'm fine with it. Christian staged his runway show right here in his backyard in September. The highlight, Coco taking an impromptu dip in the pool, eight months pregnant and wearing a $10,000 gown. Okay, first of all, where's the dress? seven days to dry. Seven days. I just hung it and let it dry and let me tell you, it looks perfect. The Project Runway mentor says the competition won't be back in production until sometime next year due to COVID. But in the meantime, he's hosting his new digital talk show on BravoTV.com every Thursday, So Siriano. I'm in my own little room. I have a sign to look official. Let me tell you what I do on my show. I am tech support. I'm glam. Whew, it's a lot of work. As for Coco, her model camp is back in session. In the chair pose, right now. Right now. Ready? Go. Go. Hit. Ready? Mm-hmm. Hit. Mm-hmm. Also, yours are so boring. How dare you say mine are boring? Well, let's talk about how you love to make fun of my shoe choice all the time. You have such ugly shoes when you could have the most beautiful couture shoes. Guys, do you think this is going to make it on? <laughs> <laughs> or do you think it's getting... I'm like, it's going to get cut, right? <laughs> Not a chance, Christian. Those moments live in the ET vault forever, my friend. Just like our new interview with Goldie Hahn and Kurt Russell. <laughs> Delivering holiday cheer on screen and off. How they keep their lives so filled with love. I find Goldie attractive uh, in, in, in many ways. Then. Next question. <laughs> our kid correspondent, Mac, puts Ryan Reynolds in the hot seat. You got the inside track, Mac. And good morning, my neighbors. Coming to America marks a milestone. New details about the sequel more than three decades in the making. I think it's funnier than the first one. 
Pardon me? What is it that you appreciate most about the other one as your partner? I think he has, you know, a, tr a tremendous amount of honesty about who he is and it's the bare truth. And I, I think that's a, a good quality uh, when it's measured. <laughs> <laughs> when I see her dressed a certain way, when she comes in the door and she's in a happy mood and she just brings that into the room. I've always been attracted to her, you know, and I still am. Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's 37-year love story is full-on relationship goals. They're also the coolest grandparents in Hollywood, with six grandkids and another one on the way. Why is going to be a first-time dad? How excited are you guys? It's due December 25th. The present of a lifetime. Uh, <laughs> now they're headlining a movie together for the first time since Overboard 33 years ago. We were on set with them back in 1987. This time, Kurt and Goldie star as Mr. and Mrs. Claus, trying to save Christmas in the Netflix sequel, The Christmas Chronicles 2. Welcome to the North Pole. What was that like being back together on screen? It was the most fun, uh, the most fun uh, for me, I think, you know, Kurt's amazing to work with. I also love that Stuart Weissman was across the street, so I went shopping a little bit, got some shoes. There it was, you go. It was so fun. <laughs> Just love those two. Now on to another family back on the big screen, the Croods. We got their biggest fan, Matt Cohen's five-year-old son, Macklin, to talk to the sweet voices behind the Croods, A New Age. I saw the movie last night. Macklin, how old are you? I'm five. Emma is the voice of Eep Crude, the oldest daughter in a tight-knit prehistoric family. The Croods are all about their pack, and so is Emma. She married SNL director Dave McCary in September. How do you feel about starting your own pack? I feel pretty good about starting my own pack, although I don't think that my pack would be quite as like physically capable as the Croods are. Dad always says the pack stays together. I made this picture for you guys from the Croods. <gasps> oh my gosh! You threw that? That's amazing. You are an incredible artist. Thank but you. I draw everything. You do? Next question, please. The first Croods movie made over $587 million at the box office. The sequels in theaters now, Nicolas Cage and Ryan Reynolds are back for the second installment. You sound like Guy. <laughs> guy? Hey. In real life, who's your favorite person to hang out in your own pack? Oh. <laughs> I have a new baby. Uh, she's about, she's a little over a year now. So I really like hanging out with her because it's fun watching her grow up. And we'll get some new characters like Leslie Mann as Hope. I thought cave people died off years ago. You play like an overprotective parent. I uh, uh, track my kids on Find My Friends. Now they're 22 and 18. So now I'm going on vacation. Kelly Marie Tran is the voice of Dawn. I've never had a girlfriend before. Me either, me either. What's your coolest story about Scar in the movie and in real life? Do you have any cool scars, Kelly? Um, one on my head. I have one on my head. I fell off a scooter. It's just a scar. How about you guys? Have any cool scars? Scars? Tell me. Tell me. I also fell off a scooter actually recently. I fell off a scooter last summer and tore my ACL and had to Ow. like yeah, I had to be on crutches for a whole summer last year. Well, Did you get surgery? Thank you so much for letting me talk to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Macklin. You are an incredible interviewer.
Now to a classic for the big kids coming to America. The long-awaited sequel was sold to Amazon Streaming for a reported $125 million, and it will launch on Prime Video March 5th of next year. But if you listen to Eddie Murphy, oh, it will be well worth the wait. Good morning, my neighbors! Which one of your characters do you get the most that people come to ask you about? Not characters, movie. The movie that people the most is coming to America. I was going to say. After 32 years, Eddie listened to the people, and he's making a bold prediction for the sequel. Aha! I think it's funnier than the first one. Excuse me? Those are fighting words. Yeah, I think it's funnier than the first one. Because a lot of those characters that you just saw, like in... Like the like Randy Watson. Thank you. The Bobbers. Mm-hmm. That's right. They had like small roles in the other movie, and now they got bigger parts. Pretty much everybody's back, and a bunch of new characters. Wesley Snipes. Yes, yes, I'm doing a different character there. I have something special for you from General Easy. I'm going to make it easy for you. Snipes will be playing a bad guy and brother of one of the original's most memorable characters. Wesley Simes is my brother. I was shocked too. I didn't know that either. 32 years ago, I didn't know I had a brother. Other newcomers include Leslie Jones, Tracy Morgan, and up and comer Kiki Lane. What can you tell us? What can you tell us? Come on. A lot of laughs. You're going to see some, some familiar faces from the first film. You say one more word about Lisa here, and I'm going to break my foot off in your royal ass. Pardon me? Get this the original film had a budget of $36 million. It went on to make over $288 million worldwide. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's Kevin Frazier. The ET Podcast is a great listen when you're on the go, but the TV show, even better to watch every weekday when you're at home. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. All right, now that Black Friday is winding down, we can start decorating for the holidays. I'm merry and bright all year round. Uh, who are we kidding? It's 2020. <laughs> for some of us, that started after Halloween. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I did yeah. start after Halloween. Meanwhile, it is always festive here on Entertainment Tonight, and we've got a fun late-night exclusive for Monday. It's really good. Bye, everybody. Monday on ET, only we're spreading joy with Jimmy Fallon. Someday at Christmas. Talking holiday shopping for his famous friends. I would get him uh, probably a, a binky for the new baby. Have you seen the new baby? And hitting a career milestone. It's all so crazy and, and bizarre. Monday on ET. If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts.